This year's donations might go to, say, the geology department. Oh dear, not the dirt people. Geology is the study of pressure and time. That's all it takes, really. What kind of activity has turned the lake massive? Look, I'm just a geologist. I like rocks. I love rocks. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Geology Flannelcast. My name is Steve. Hey, everybody. This is Chris. Yes. Uh, hello, Jesse. Hi. Man, you, you would think this was a well-oiled machine, but it's <laughs> the wheels came off. It's like the I hit my head. come off. You, you, you're like, just too... How? How? This is going great. I, Welcome, yeah, I everyone, just... to the premier geology podcast, the Geology mm-hmm. Flannelcast. I'm very Jesse's excited. all befuddled right now, apparently. Mm-hmm. I'm just so excited. So uh, you know excited. what? We're going to have you start the next three episodes. Ooh. They it, it, it won't. It'll just be silence. We'll know what to do. <laughs> you'll have to watch the, uh, the, you'll have to become a Patreon and watch the YouTube of just me and Chris <laughs> waving into the camera. Jesse, start. Jesse. <laughs> You're on. Uh, it'll be like, uh, well, this, this, I will date myself here. It'll be like Wayne's world where Garth is taking over. And it's yes. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Good times. Welcome. Fellow. Everyone's having a, a great day. Great evening. Great morning. Whatever time of day you're listening to the flannel cast. Anytime's a great time to listen to the flannel cast. Yeah. By the time this airs, happy father's day. Happy Juneteenth, everybody. So, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, when I don't know when we're going to release this, it might it might even be summer solstice. So, Ooh. happy happy longest day of the year. Yeah, this one I don't know when this one's uh, yeah, in the near future. Fine. Don't 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 give yourself a deadline because then if you miss it, yeah, yeah, then you're really in trouble. Let's mm. just say, yeah. let's just cover our bases. Happy Fourth of July, everybody! Yeah, happy, <laughs> happy, happy autumnal equinox. <laughs> really, <laughs> just there'll be some time around the the solstice. All right, this is the solstice. Happy solstice! I'll I would have worn my druid robe and banged a drum or something. Yeah, uh, we could right. do that. We could revisit the uh, the Stonehenge episode. It's a good one. What is it doing? Though, what's what is Stonehenge doing uh, on the summer solstice? Anything great? Anything special? It, uh, doesn't the light line up? It draws huge crowds, right? Because yeah, stuff aligns. Stuff aligns. We did a whole episode on it. I don't remember. Go back and ha- listen to it. Hang on. Go back to and listen to when we were knowledgeable about it. It must have been the winter solstice. Winter I think. solstice. Yeah. Oh yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, because we had uh, some good. <laughs> Uh, friends of the podcast, uh, Eunice, discuss it and 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 how it. A lot of religions kind of circulate holidays around that. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to find it. Well, um, <laughs> Sto- you Stonehenge that? was 122 back in. Uh, yeah, it was December 20th. Wow. So this will be to to tie it all together here. Much like the builders of Stonehenge, we're going to talk about aliens today. Yeah. Ah. See what I Amazing. did there? <laughs> it's good. It's good. Episode 141 this week. Yeah. Aliens. <clears throat> aliens. Now, aliens, now, man. Do you, do you want me to get into it? Just get into it. Go ahead. Yeah. We've, we've grown as a podcast. <laughs> Remember we used to be an hour till we touched the subject. Yeah. 
I'm just, I'm just going to be silent now <laughs> for the next 20 minutes. No. So this, this story, um, I, you know, I, I, I was just reading, I remember when this came out. So this, this idea of today is, is all about this paper that came out. It's a thought experiment, my favorite type of experiment. Hey, I was just about to say that <laughs> the ones that can never be disproved. Yeah. <laughs> so this one, um, there was um an astrophysicist so this this paper it's it's based on a paper that came out in 2018 um so there's an astrophysicist um let's say adam frank was is is his name at the at rochester um and he thinks about exoplanets and and climate and so he had this idea about thinking about climate change or civilization-induced climate change on other planets, and so he went in. And he went to to he went to talk to Gavin Schmidt at NASA. He, he runs NASA's GIS, which is uh, like their sort of their climate wing. Um, and he sort of posed this question and, and said something to the effect of, you know, when we think about uh, civilization on Earth, you know we're the only civilization and we see how we're changing climate and Gavin Schmidt sort of turned it around and said, how do you know we're the only civilization that's ever been on this planet? What? And, and so that, that was sort of the, 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 the mic drop moment. Yeah. That this paper prove it. And this whole thought experiment was what would it look like in the geologic record? if there was a like a technologically advanced civilization and, and you know millions or hundreds tens of hundreds of millions of years out what what would you perhaps see mm-hmm. so how, how do you know we're the only civilization yeah it turns out conodonts are actually cell phone antennas that's that's yeah it's you know that's you ever see a, a placoderm yeah man Yes, they're not big armored fish. Yeah, that's like a that's like a mystery machine. That's what Scooby Doo was driving around. Yeah, they, 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 that that armor was smithed. They have, they have <laughs> Perhaps that armor. Um, so it's just an interesting way to sort of think about, and it 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 gives you perspective too on thinking about what what sort of the legacy that humans will live behind leave behind. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Now, the planet is going to be here for another few billion years. Yeah. As, as any of you gentlemen seen the movie AI? Way, way back. Yeah. That's yeah it, was a, it was a Steven Spielberg joint, I believe. It's about so, artificial intelligence. Was with, Will Smith in that? No, that was a different one. Oh. I'm talking about the one with Osmet. Oh, Haley Joe. Yeah. The kid. Yeah, so he he plays a robot that has artificial intelligence, but you know, kind of like Pinocchio, like kind of grows up to be a real boy, but never it, you know, it's still a robot. But then, like, the spoiler alert: if anyone hasn't watched this in the last twenty years, uh, aliens come to the planet and are like excavating the planet to just learn about ancient civilizations and come across this artificial intelligence being and basically learn about previous human history through this robot oh 
yeah it's pretty pretty interesting perspective from as a geologist i was like look at that they're looking it up in the sedimentary record like the planet like froze over yeah well because, that's, yeah that's sort of the, the the point of this you know you think about how long yeah i guess the planet will be here that's a, That's an interesting question. So the sun has what, like four billion years left? Yeah, so, that's about sounds about right. And so as it starts, so it's burning hydrogen right now, right? So it's fusing hydrogen, and eventually you go to uh, whatever helium and then carbon and, and so on and so forth. And so as it starts dying, the sun, it's going to expand, but I, it, I don't think it's going to expand big enough to consume Earth. It'll get Mercury for sure, and I think it'll get Venus. But it'll basically just cook Earth, and we'll just become, you know, it'll boil all the oceans and whatnot. But I think... Hmm, I thought it was going to engulf the Earth. I don't... uh, Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. I can't remember exactly the the stages here. I don't know if it will or not. But that's, you know, that's something to think about, too. And then eventually, it'll... It won't go... It's not big enough to go supernova, right? So it'll just sort of burn out and become... What a uh, the sun, according to um, uh, Wikipedia, uh, a page called Future of Earth, uh, the sun will likely engulf the earth in about 7.59 billion years. Huh. Um, hmm. Yeah, that's longer than I thought. Farther out than, yeah. Uh, than yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> but engulf, what does that mean? Like, does that. Yeah, so the corona is going to engulf, like, we'll get. But but I thought it, we would just be left a barren rock. Yeah. Either um, way. Um, in about a billion years, solar luminosity will be 10% higher. Uh, it's going to cause the atmosphere of Earth to become a moist greenhouse, resulting in runaway evaporation of the oceans. Oh, so we only got a billion years left of the oceans. It's already too hot. Quite uh, as a likely consequence, plate tectonics and the entire carbon cycle will end. If we lose the oceans... Huh. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, think of Mars. Part of the the oceans, part of the subduction, is that they get piled up with sediment from from material, and they're they're sitting at the bottom of the ocean, and they get colder, and that helps them become more dense that that ocean crust. So you need that water component, right? Yeah, does that make sense? Yep. Yeah, yes. so hmm. I mean, still good. Okay, okay. All right. I mean, I'm not- so the plant. Let's say the planet will be here for another. I don't know, four to seven billion years. Yeah, maybe, maybe even longer. Maybe, but life's going to go extinct. By the way, uh, in two to three billion years, according to this lovely Wikipedia page that I'm reading, uh, in two to three billion years, I'm, I'm uh, going to take the under on that bet. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying, I might not live to cash out, but <laughs> so any, anyway, the, the earth, the earth will be here. And so the question is if there's future, either future civilizations or if there's, you know, aliens that come down, what, what would they, would, would they be able to discern that we had some sort of technologically advanced civilization? And, you know, you can think about sort of the easy ones, like, buildings will not be here right they're just you know they get swept away pretty quickly you think about just the surfaces of the earth and one of the things from this was talking about how the surface 
recycles so quickly. You know, the oldest surface that's still the surface is only like a million years old. Everything erodes or it gets buried with sediment. You know, you, you have, and more recently, we've, we've had the, the Pleistocene ice ages that come down and sort of scrape off a layer and, and grind it up. And so it's, it's probably not long before buildings are, are, are just gone. Yeah. Which well, is, hold on, hold on, okay. hold on. I, I like you're playing the devil's advocate here. Um, all right. So the buildings as a whole, I agree, would probably crumble because we can't even hang on to mountains on Earth. Like everything, everything yeah. uh, erodes down. But you'll be left with fragments of buildings. Yeah, they're going to erode. The smaller you break it yeah. up, the more surface area, the more places you have no, it. I'm just trying. Uh, basically, I'm running in my head a fun thought experiment, your favorite type of experiment. <laughs> Can you get, quote, like a fossil of a building? Think about you. You could probably oh, you, you absolutely have fossils can fossils of buildings, but think about the further back we go in time. How many how many pieces of of like, I don't know, you know, even like think about some ancient civilizations. You go back, mm-hmm. the further back you go, the less we have of that. Think about yeah, like so we have like Lebeki Tepe uh, in in Turkey. Um, somewhat really old stuff yes but but yeah so if you're looking at like on the order of millions of years we just don't have there wasn't anything on earth that was making structures like that it's true but they they were also making bigger they were making mountains and they're gone they break down in the smaller pieces but yeah it's a good point but you find well, my, my, my point is like but so we don't have like the the ancient mountains they get broken yeah. down but what do we yeah. see we have sediment that's left over we have bits and pieces of the mountains that that get left behind so you um, would need you would find say a little tiny piece of concrete yes that's what i'm getting at and you would have to discern and that's part of the thing is like, asphalt if you start seeing asphalt we had a lot it, of asphalt on earth yeah and if you're if you're looking at it a million two year, million years in the in the in the future you have this piece of asphalt mm-hmm. what are you looking at you're looking at a rock that has, I don't know, a high carbon content. Right. What if you find a plastic water bottle? One of those like indestructible Nalgene's. <laughs> even, they, <laughs> even they break down. That's, that's sort of the thing. Like, I mean, think about microplastics in the ocean. So this is, this is one of the ones that maybe you'll find a layer of microplastics. Yeah. <clears throat> And that might be an indication that there's this artificial sort of layer of, of material. Man, but what a biomarker. What a, what a marker bed that would be. Because, I mean, bioplastics has only been around for like 50 years. And, and, that, and that's part of it. And, like, and the thing is, they break down really quickly into smaller and smaller and smaller pieces. And so you would really need to, to concentrate a lot of them Otherwise, they're just going to get scattered like small sediment. So that's, I mean. So I, I do have a question, though. Why is this the Silurian hypothesis? Like, why did they pick like 440 to 420 uh, years it, ago? It's based on a, 
uh, there's an episode of Doctor Who oh. where there was an advanced civilization of people that, I don't know, they messed something up on Earth, so they put themselves to sleep. They're from the, they, they were called the Silurian people. And some, I don't know, some, <clears throat> I guess, uh, nuclear detonations woke them up. And they were like, we're, we're the, we're, we're in charge here. Got it. We really advanced. Yeah. There's nothing about this. It's not like they think there's uh, an advanced civilization. Cool. Like even if you, I mean, you find human fossils, you're probably not going to, you know, a million, 2 million, 10 million years. You're not going to find many of human fossils. No. Think about how many dinosaur fossils we found you know, from a hundred million years ago, it's not a lot. And they, dinosaurs lived everywhere, 150 million years. And we're pretty ubiquitous. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, modern us humans, homo sapiens, we've been around what? 200,000 years. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's one of the things is, is time is, is a factor here. And I'm going to come back to time here in a second. What about, uh, evidence from like uh radio waves Hmm. oh that's a good one i never thought about that because that's yeah you got that's everything about our society is broadcasted out on radio waves that would probably be the the big one that would be as of right now there they've uh that sphere of influence is about a hundred light years out now yeah right that's probably the the biggest indirect line of evidence. Mm-hmm. And that's sort Can of you the- imagine if there is a civilization that's a hundred light years away and all of a sudden they just have their, uh, and they're, they're just doing their thing, you know, and they got their sat their, uh, um, and uh, with the, the, the big satellite dishes. Right. And they're yeah. listening, you know, and then all of a sudden just like, boom, the first radio signal hits and they're just inundated constantly. And it's, <laughs> what you is know, it never it's stopping. Is- what is this noise? Well, I mean, it's kind of like when we, we've, you know, we hear loud, loud noises, the space roar and whatnot. Maybe we're just not tuned into the right frequency. Right. Yeah. But that's, no. I mean, that's one of the things when you think about um, the Drake equation about the number, the probability of advanced civilizations. Where well, is everybody? Yeah. The ability to transmit into space. And the, the length that the civilization ex- exists, yeah, you might hear a radio wave and then come to visit and then we're, you know, we're gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's part of it too. Even it's almost like the equivalent of like being on a sinking ship. You throw out a message in a bottle. Yeah. It washes up somewhere, you know, on the other side of the ocean and says, help, you know, my, my ship is sinking. By the time they come out to rescue you, it's like, see ya, where you, you know, you're gone. Yep. Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, that's, that, that's another question too, about like, you find a human skeleton. How do you know if it's technologically advanced or not? We have, you, you put it, you put a modern human skeleton next to one from say the, the iron age or the bronze age. They're looking about the same. Mm-hmm. How do you distinguish that the one from the present lived in a technologically advanced civilization had an iphone in its hand (laughs) it's it's, i don't know it's well you know one of the things would be if if and so the 
the, the, the big one that you would look for in, in earth and whatnot would likely be these geochemical signatures. Mm. And so, you know, we're, we're likely not going to, you're not going to just come upon a book or a structure, right. you know, 10 million years into the future. No, it's just, it's gone. And you can see how quickly, even in the modern things, things get built, things get destroyed. You know, when they built the Hoover Dam, they, they sort of famously built this statue and put this plaque. And it was, it was this really like grandiose language about like how it's this testament to, to humans ingenuity and ability and they sort of put where the earth was within the solar system because they they expected it to like be here for all times and like the hoover dam is not even the 10th largest dam on earth <laughs> right it's yeah. like it's didn't age very well no and you know so you know geochemical signatures are probably the what you would look for and 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 so like you know you think about well all right what exactly would would define sort of a technologically advanced civilization and so you know in in this in their in their thought experiment in the paper the, the, the they come they come upon and they're coming at it from a sort of a climate change point of view is the idea that what is what do you need what does every civilization needs and it's energy and so mm-hmm. they look at it from you know burning fossil fuels um it oh not i was i would have thought dropping atomic bombs yeah i would too um not, not well, to say that fast, that's real... technologically advanced depending upon which way you look at it but nuclear energy well, there is there is one thing that we're not discussing that every single civilization needs and that's properly formatted outlines microsoft word documents that's how you tell that they're advanced yeah if they know where to formatting i'm pretty sure the rosetta stone was formatted probably not (laughs) by the formatting formula through the rosetta stone probably not i i do believe that was before word (laughs) (laughs) so but had they been around it probably would have helped out sooner so we'd like to thank our sponsor the formatting formula formattingformula.com or youtube forward slash c forward slash formatting formula for all of your word document formatting needs anywhere from you know little tweaks and fixes all the way up to you know helping you format your thesis helping you format your uh dissertations things like that all the way up to customizing your your toolbar up at the top to to better suit your your company's needs so Check them out, formattingformula.com, or if you want to teach yourself, go to YouTube forward slash C forward slash formatting formula, and they have lots and lots of content of videos on how to do it yourself. They have it for both Mac and PC, um, different versions of Word, things like that. So, yeah, check them out. Make sure you say the geology flannel cast saying Very nice, good. Nice. nice segue. Yeah, that was perfect. <laughs> that's, that's, why, that's why I get paid the big bucks. You know, that's, that's why I'm here. This is an amateur hour, right? <laughs> All right. So these geochemical signatures. So ge- and- I mean, you could you could think about there. There's a number of them you could look at. You know, they they focused on carbon because you burn mm-hmm. fossil fuels. Yeah, you're you're altering the carbon cycle and you're altering the the ratio of 
uh, carbon isotopes. Gotopes. Gotopes. So you would you would see, you know, if you looked at the carbon isotopes from the present, you know, if if you were looking at a a snapshot of of say the last hundred thousand years, you would see this huge spike for the past ten thousand years when we really start to, and even the the past you know two hundred years where we start earn, in, in earnest burning fossil fuels on a huge scale. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we see this in the past. You go to the, the Permian, uh, sorry, the Paleocene, Eocene. Um, thermal maximum. Thermal maximum, yeah, 50, 50 million years ago. You have this huge spike. Now, the, the spike actually occurs, you know, over a longer course of time and it's sort of it's actually responding to something else we don't know what that something else was but it's actually a response um and but we have these other you know we talked about the permian extinction in one of our episodes where you you have these what was the lava the 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 siberian traps came up through lignite or through peat or something so burned all of that and that was one of see if you see this big excursion we have these times in, in earth's history where you see these big carbon excursions because you can burn fossil fuels not just through humans right yeah right. that's that's important yeah and so one of the things maybe that would define it here is the rate at which it's happening is is, is may, maybe sort of one of the issues um you, you would see it and then it would be gone because <clears throat> the idea is that we can't sustain it. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily sold on that. I think, you know, looking it's, at, I think it's a complicated topic and I it think it's a very complicated topic. Think, but if, but if you had a, say a volcano erupt weirdly through the Appalachian mountains, and it happened to go through anthracite coal seams and just burn all the anthracite coal. You'd have a huge, huge spike. Huge now, now it, it wouldn't, again, it wouldn't be as big as what we're doing now, but it would be a big spike over a short period of time. Yeah. Because you'd have things like Centralia kind of like just coal fires, just burning. Burning. I, you know, so to me, well, do you think, I think that would be a huge event because it's like, that's a huge, huge coal deposit, and it's just—it's like a single event dump of all that carbon just being, you know, shifted from underground to to into the atmosphere. Yeah, right, I mean, right. But we're 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 doing it even faster than that as humans. But I guess my point is that, but that would be like taking like a huge, huge, huge source and just boom, like faster than what we can pull out of the ground. You see what I'm trying yeah, to say? Yeah, it, it, it'd be interesting because, say, the anthracite fields again we you know there's probably still half if not more still in the ground Mm -hmm. so like you know and we've burned a lot of that to fuel the industrial revolution so yeah Mm -hmm. if you burn it if there was some sort of hot spot or something that came up and ignited it all yeah you would you you would do it quick but you think about something like a flood basalt like the permian like those flood basalts that are coming up and cooking all of that stuff 
they lasted they're ongoing for what a million years right a long long time they're they're so it yeah is, it's it's boy it's a good thought experiment do they talk about um uh uh radioactive elements like uh for example like concentrations of like we have like concentrations of like plutonium and stuff like that um that you do not naturally get that in that, the that's high great. concentration clusters that's a that's I, I, you know, that's one of the ones I would think would be a good one, but where we produce plutonium and, and sort of say where we bury it or or we store it, it, it's very bad and we worry about it, but the amounts we have are so small. Yeah. Yeah. And the chances of it's like finding a needle in a haystack. Kind of. That's yeah. I, so to but me, like even just like things like yeah, it's uh, you're right, you're right. I'm just trying to think like even like enriched uranium and stuff like that. Enriched, that just... yeah. I don't. I wonder like you know bomb hydrogen, which is a little bit more ubiquitous, right? Where you get atmospheric hydrogen. Mm-hmm. Sorry, um, you said bomb hydrogen. Like it's yeah. the best hydrogen. <laughs> you, you haven't seen hydrogen until you get bomb. Hydrogen. But, uh, yeah, something a little more ubiquitous. Right, like what, what? What is that? That's what messes up the carbon fourteen dating, right? Like, yeah, you have a, you, that date in what is it, nineteen fifty three or something? Uh, well, no, it's, it's got to be nineteen forty four. It's got to be with the first test, right? I, I thought is that is thermonuclear? That it's the thermonuclear bombs. Oh, the therm. Uh, yeah, okay, the hydrogen. It's nineteen fifty. Yeah. That's why we use. Isn't yeah. that's yeah. why we yeah. use your what was that fifty three, fifty one? Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I would I would think I don't know what like the half life on that is. I don't know how that preserves, how long that preserves. Like, d- does that <clears throat> say you get something that is formed through groundwater? Does that leave its mark on say the isotopes in 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 that? Like, you know, we look at soil carbonates or something that form through groundwater. Now there's there's no hydrogen in there, so so can we, can we take this to just like a simpler route, kind of like what Chris was trying to dictate in the beginning? Like we we do have fossils, we do have dead things that are preserved, and you're right, like the plachyderm. Maybe, maybe it really was armored. Yeah, but wouldn't there be some sort some sort of like regular shape here you go i got it i got it oh. the amount of plastics inside humans well that's have you have you heard these like scary numbers like how much plastic you ingest yeah so but that that all gets that's all in your soft tissue unless unless it somehow ends up in your bones well i was thinking what i was thinking and this is the next point i was going to come to is not plastics necessarily but synthetic chemicals like I was thinking even simpler, like why yeah. wouldn't you find a brick? You know, just like yeah. some sort of regular shape that that was shaped by a uh, intelligent well, being. Because you could go somewhere like uh, the Giants Causeway and you have columnar basalts that look like a road. Damn it, he's right. <laughs> see, I mean, you can explain those away. But I'm yeah, I'm thinking of like forever chemicals. Like you get a PFOSs. I wonder if yeah. you can detect those in your bones. 
You definitely can. Yeah. I mean, there's there you find PFOS and like polar bears. So it's that's de- it's depressing. One of so one of the things and what I think is a better line of evidence would be um these synthetic, you know, one of the big ones, aside from not even thinking about chemicals, but just thinking about like fertilizers. Mm-hmm. The majority of nitrogen we're using is all synthetic. You know, Haber Bosch in in the 1920s developing the ability to to produce synthetic nitrogen so our nitrogen cycle is all out of whack so you would see this incredible spike of nitrogen Mm -hmm. and probably phosphorus too yeah so it's but yeah and then you would you would look i i I would think synthetic chemical even like synthetic like uh steroids or something like that but here's the question yeah were they synthetic 400 million years ago and then they became natural because we threw them out into the process so ubiquitously you you what about you would need to know they were they were not natural to make that assumption yeah yeah what and then like uh you hear these stories about like uh, prozac and drinking water and and birth control and the drinking water and stuff and yeah I wonder if anything, you know, feeling good and not getting pregnant. That's every glass of water. <laughs> that's it. Um, Sign me up. <laughs> but uh, I wonder if uh, there's something. Yeah. How long is that? Uh, like, what's the half life of half life of like Prozac or birth control? And would that get into the groundwater? You know, I wonder. Yeah. Or, or like you see PFAS in groundwater now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have no idea how long they last. Yeah. We call them forever chemicals. Yeah. But, um, I mean, and they do, there are longer chain and shorter, shorter chain PFOSs. And we know when certain length of chain PFOSs were developed and when they were used and when they were used you know, blah, blah, blah. So they're, they're, they're all over. So they have been studied, but their longevity, you know, humans are focused on human timescales. So we're, we're worried about like the next hundred to 300 years, not hundred to 300 million years. Yeah. And that's, I mean, yeah, there there's time is, is the big one here. We make assumptions too. Like you have to make assumptions like, the big news out of Venus, right? When they found phosphine in the air. Yeah. We assume because we know on earth phosphine in great quantities is only made organically. Yeah. Yeah. Or organic. Once again, it comes back to anytime we have this conversation, we have one data point. Yeah. Yep. And that's all we're working off of. Our hubris of humans. Yeah. Data point called earth. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah so it, i mean it's all it's it's very interesting sort of sort of thought i i think about this sometimes with like landfills where we have these sort of large areas where we're just burying all this garbage yeah is that is that going to get compressed down into just like like a little coal seam or something mm. it's organic is it's probably like half food waste so it's I bet you there is a lot of carbon batteries. (laughs) Yeah. Don't burn that coal. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, heavy metals is 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 one of them, right? All of our technologies use have heavy metals, and so you you get heavy metals washing into waterways now and whatnot. Ooh, yeah, and sometimes you get heavy metals in coal. Maybe you're right. Yeah. So we we look for what if you find these sedimentary layers that are like have a spike in I don't know tantalum or something. The it's it's all it's sort of interesting. You know, one of the things about it is that societies that that rely, say, on fossil fuels, especially as as they influence and change the climate, are probably not going to last long. Like as a species, if we keep doing what we're doing, we probably won't last much you know, long. I'm not saying we're on the way out, but. You know, are we going to make it another hundred thousand years? Not at status quo. No, no. But if we keep going the way we're going, no. But we just and we just one don't have enough resources, and two, you know, we're just messing things up a little too quickly. But if we if we become more sustainable, we're not going to produce waste, and so. The, the record that we leave behind is likely going to be in our wastes. Yeah, which means our our fingerprint, if you will, will become smaller and smaller yeah. and smaller. So so short so so societies, and this is you know big picture societies <clears throat> that likely will leave a signature are probably very short lived. So that signature might just be a blip that we won't understand what it is and societies that are really long lived are likely sustainable and so they're not leaving much waste and so the the record or, or what you're able to discern is probably very little too so it's sort of a paradox right i love it yeah it's it's an interesting you know it's it's an interesting way to think about not only life on earth but life on other planets i, I would like to know what our listeners think so you know, drop us a line at the geologyflannelcast.com. Let us know. Like, do you think we were the humans were the first? Uh, what do we call it? it intelligent? Yeah. Technologi- civilized? Technologically advanced. First technologically advanced species on the planet. Or do you think there's a possibility there was something else before us? Yeah. You think there was some sort of Canadian <clears throat> society? Yeah. I, honestly, I, I never, never really gave much credence to this theory no, before tonight yeah i know one thing i will say is when you uh it just when you look at the biological record right it gets more and more from what we've seen things get more and more complex as time goes on yeah until you have an extinction event so you have an extinction event but how how much does it get set back at an extinction event? It depends on how bad that extinction event is. <laughs> some some extinction events like it, the diversity goes like to almost zero. Something always lives. So far, yes. So far, we've never had an extinction event where everything dies and you have to, you know, wait for life to start all over again. No, no. Uh, what's and uh, and Permian was a bad one. Uh, that was that's the worst. Yeah. Cretaceous uh, was pretty bad. Yeah. So there, there but, were a lot of bad ones where where biodiversity really dropped, and and there's a pretty diversity drops, but you still have complex life still living and still 
Yes, but your your moves it, on. It goes down to the least common denominator, though. The the most complex life dies off first. And it goes goes to the simpler organisms tend to survive. Uh, maybe. But I'm just trying to think, like, because mammals live through the the. Uh, oh, the, you're you're right. I, and maybe maybe maybe, simp- maybe simpler is the wrong word. Uh, Sm- smaller. Small, yeah, smaller organisms. Smaller, like um. Yeah. Need less to survive organisms. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the right terminology would be for that. I, I mean, maybe there's not even. It's just kind of just luck. Right place. Oh, oh right dad, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of luck involved. Yes. However, there, there, the the more complicated, higher food chain organisms tend to die off first because they rely on more things to keep their their food supply going. So yeah, if you're yeah. all the way at the top and you need 10 thing, you know, you need this thing to eat this thing to eat this thing to eat this thing before you eat that thing. And you have a huge catastrophic event that puts stress on everything, then all of a sudden that guy doesn't have food, that guy doesn't have food, that guy doesn't have food, that guy. Doesn't. Yeah, 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 exactly. The whole yeah. the whole food chain yeah, collapses. You know, so the collapses. the things at the bottom of the food chain are are more likely to have less competition therefore will survive longer. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um I, I the point I was trying to make is um so if we yeah like if we did look back with was there any any type of advanced civilization like on earth like you know underneath our noses right now what what we'd see from it or but about my whole thing is just the general trend over time, you look at the, the long, the long term, life gets more and more and more complicated as, as time goes on, you got some setbacks, but you, you know, uh, it's still kind of, it seems like it picks up and boom, just keeps on getting more and more complicated until we get to the point where we're at today. Uh, I disagree. All right. Things, things were kind of complicated in the Jurassic and Cretaceous. Like, you know, you had, like how big, so? Big stinking dinosaurs. You had well, big doesn't necessarily mean species greater. Yeah, you had a lot of different species. You had things flying. You had you know, you know, carnivores, herbivores. Like I, I just I feel like cats and dogs living together. No, it's just a yeah, little. But, but it's a little also, that, hubris that to say to, that you can compare them to birds. So birds are like the 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 branch of dinosaurs that's that survived. I don't know. I may be a little biased because I just saw the last Jurassic Park. So. which was good which was good by the way we're not sponsored by them so i'm not going to go off too much on it but i thought it was very good Hmm. wrapped up wrapped up the whole uh series very well are they done with the jurassic park movies now i I don't know you know they always leave it open not as long as people making money off them they'll keep making the movies (laughs) so anyway but uh so that that's all. I just don't want to th- assume that our our hubris of we're the most complicated. I don't know. Maybe those dinosaurs were organized, and you know, uh, m- maybe I mean, maybe like they you, you know maybe they had unions see, and. <laughs> but the the best thing that we can do is we can look at the birds today, and that's how we know uh, so much of of di- about dinosaurs. One of the th- ways that we know about them, and you just see that 
you know, you see so, some birds, they just, they can't compare with the complexities of, of, of humans. Like, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? True, like true, but you, you know, you have crows that animals they, in general, they've taught crows how to use tools and like different things. Yeah. And, so who, who knows they, that maybe they were using that sort of stuff and got you know and then it, it <laughs> you know and then chicks loop happened and and you, you hit a big reset button i don't know yeah i'm not saying that there wasn't a a level of intelligence you know high level of intelligence but um if there was so like yeah i guess then that's the whole point we're trying to make what would you what would you look for if there was like you know exactly the world was run by that. crows exactly. <laughs> you know i don't know Hmm. hmm. It is right. I mean, that's that's this whole thought experiment. I I I, I kind of dig it. It's you know, and again, I I said it. I don't know three minutes ago. I really didn't give this theory any credence before tonight, but now that I'm thinking about it more and more and more, like, hey, let's let's dig into this a little more. Let's figure well, out. Yeah, just the thing that jumps to my mind is I said this on the show before, but um, life is really like if you look at life, trying to look for life on other planets, you know, we, okay. Earth, whatever you go outside your, the door of your house or apartment or whatever, it probably takes you three seconds to find any type of evidence of life, you know, whether it be birds chirping or like, you know, insects on the ground, whatever they're all, it's all over the place here on earth. But if you're trying to find that on another planet, um, this comes great. That's like the, the, the Carl Sagan quote that I've, I said before, where Carl Sagan said, you know, how close do you have to get to earth to realize that there is life on earth? And the answer is like, you have to get like standing on earth pretty much, you know, like you have to get really yeah. close to the surface. <laughs> unless you get and smacked by a satellite. Yeah. <laughs> unless you get smacked by a satellite, which is the chance of that happening are pretty, pretty hard. But so just imagine now how hard that is just to see life and just to figure out, then to figure out is just like, does this, does life have a high level of intelligence in the past, you know, or, or something like that? Like if there was anything, and I think this, this article talks about this on like, if you were to be looking for life on other planets like Mars or, or the moon, they don't have that, um, the, uh, like their, their, their surface doesn't change as, as fast as, as the surface of the earth does. They basically don't have a hydrologic cycle on those planets. And, um, or tectonic cycle or yeah and if there is it's it's, it's you know it's super it's, slow it's done. yeah it's done yeah. yeah 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 so whatever you know i guess you could still see neil armstrong's footprints on on the surface of the moon yeah all right so i do have a caveat to throw out here and and this again is biased by my current activity uh for like six hours today i was out in streams collecting water samples and they're probably wasn't one stream that I was in that didn't have some sort of anthropogenic input, you know, car tires, car tires, shopping carts, you know, bumpers. Oh, well, that's w the definition. That's the difference between a, a Creek and a, and a crick. crick. Yeah. Crick. yeah right. right. <laughs> if, it has, if it has auto parts, it's a Crick, it's but, a crick. Uh, <laughs> but, but honestly, like there's just a lot of things that are being, deposited in these sedimentary environments that might actually be preserved. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I understand like a building is going to crumble, uh, you know, but however, you know, you, you get these like pristine, like Triassic. Yeah. 
I, dinosaurs I, that 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 fall into a mud pit and get buried and, and get but that's preserved. Like, yeah, well, then that's a good point, Steve, because we can preserve not we like personally, we but Mother Nature can preserve dinosaur footprints. Yeah, you find layers of rock where things are like you get soft sediment deformation, you get soft bodied fossil. Like, yeah, it, we're as a species, we're ubiquitous and like you find trash everywhere every well, the, remote unfor- unfortunately but yes there's got to be something if we can if no i keep on saying we if mother nature can preserve dinosaur footprints there's got to be something with like road systems that get preserved in the sedimentary record over time oh that's interesting oh like a like a some sort of transportation network yeah yeah like you know how like they, they found uh, in that one area of the Amazon with with the lidar, um, you can see the network of the roads from that one civilization. That's the, you know it's gone now. The Incas, Aztecs were in Mexico. Incas were in Peru. Maybe it is the Incas. I don't know where at in South America it, okay. it was. Um, but anyways, it's in the Amazon. Yeah, and uh, lidar imagery or you know lidar surveys have uncovered networks of roads and stuff like that you cannot see from just straight up yeah yeah just uh uh satellite imagery you need you need the uh you need the lidar to see that so my thing is there's got to be something with all of the all of the the network of highways and roads that we have it, it's going to show up like i would imagine it would be like it, it would have i don't know how i don't have the answer but <laughs> i would bet you that there would be some type of like trace fossil associated with that I like it. Technology of former technology. Yeah. Technology of technology. I like Ooh, that. <laughs> that's good. I like that. I feel that's a paper, a paper coming through. Right there. Yeah, let's do Trademark it. Mark that right now. <laughs> Copyright that. You heard it first here on the Geology Flannel Cast. The yeah. technology of technology. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I think we've uh, covered this very interesting topic this very I, I love these thought experiment topics they were also in the paper uh one thing we didn't mention was um uh the rate of sediment deposits and uh they're talking about how uh, they get into like dams and um kind of uh what else engineering rivers you know um kind of like what we did with the mississippi river um not engineered but uh, engineering controls you know and how it alters the uh... Uh, rate of sediment deposition. I think, uh, what else? Um, so they talked about some some other things like that. Uh, increase in precipitation, intensity of precipitation, which could lead to greater erosional rates. Um, kind of, you know. Uh, yeah, I was, I didn't, I didn't mention it too. I was thinking about plastics. You know, one of the things is, you think about the you know, things that sedimentation rates and they get buried, you get buried a kilometer or two and, and, you know, you're going to start cooking those plastics pretty quickly. Yeah. You heat them up. They're going to start cooking. Yeah. 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 Who knows? Maybe all the oil reserves were actually plastics that were <laughs> oil reserves from. Well, th- that's one of the, yeah. You, you cause so much climate change. You, you drive <clears throat> for you cause climate change from burning fossil fuels. It causes the oceans to go in anoxic, which results in, you know, the 
the, the sediments needed to form oil. And so yeah. you're, you're forming new petroleum reserves because of burning fossil fuels. And the cycle starts again. You know, uh, I'm going through this, uh, going through that paper and everything that we talked about is actually mentioned in this paper. They did a pretty good job. <laughs> pretty smart guys. Gold star. Good job. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just something to think about when you're lying in bed tonight. Yeah. What, uh, what will your legacy be? <laughs> Bury a time capsule. Uh, that won't last a million years. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, yeah, I got I got a question for our Patreon extra. So, oh, oh wow. here's you know what I didn't even think about. Well, it won't make it seven billion or so, but it will make it millions to tens of millions. Well, no, I guess maybe it won't. I was thinking all of our space debris. Oh, because that'll still be out there preserved, not oxygenated. I, I guess a lot of those satellites, they their orbit decays because they're right. not truly yeah. in space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They'll what eventually about, uh, crash to Earth. Yeah, because nothing, Where? the only thing that would last would be the Voyager. No, uh, Voyager and what's the, wanted- well, the, and the other one we just sent out past Pluto, New Horizons. Yeah, Voyager 1, Voyager 2, and New Horizons. Um, there's a spot in the ocean. Um, it's in the South Pacific Ocean. And, and it's near, so it's near a place called Point Nemo, which is like the furthest. It's a point in the Pacific Ocean that's the furthest away from any point of land or something. Okay. And it's, <clears throat> it's basically, um, the, the cemetery for for spacecraft it's 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 the oceanic pole point or pole of inaccessibility it's furthest from any land so when we're crashing um satellites back to earth they they direct them to this point in the south pacific so there's a buildup oh of like the Mir space station crashed there and a bunch of <laughs> the, the international space station. When we retire it in like 15 years is going to crash there. And so it's, you know, one of the things is that it's got, it's, it's highly contaminated with like rocket fuel and, Sweet. you know, atomic batteries and things like that. So maybe, maybe that little spot in the ah. cemetery record you're gonna what's a uh, hydrazine is, is rocket fuel nice you're gonna, you see a spike in hydrazine maybe that's what we should be looking for how do you but then we come back to the question how would you know that that was made by yeah and then well you know and it would also probably burn off one of the things and one one of the the interesting sort of things when we think about in the past is we don't really look for you know, if you're studying ancient rocks, you're not testing them for synthetic. Steroids. No, <laughs> so you're not testing them. <laughs> That's for, a very good um, point. Hydrogen, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you just have to the the answer would be something would have to get covered in ice and stay covered <laughs> for, for millions of years. I think and that's, uh, 
That's the, the continent problem. can't move around, can't move, can't leave the polar regions. It has to stay in the polar regions. Uh, so everything stays frozen. This is uh, this is the plot of uh, the classic 1992 film with Brendan Fraser and Polly Shore and Sino Man. Ah, that is I, the Polly Shore is trying to get an Encino Man two made. Ah, uh, Sean Astin was also in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, geez, I think within the I've I've heard that movie referenced now like three times within the last week. I don't know nice. why it's coming up because it's circle of conversations. Con queso es viejo. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Encino Man, good one, good pull. We need a uh, Encino Man type of uh, preservation too. Yeah. Uh, what if you just had somebody, and even if still alien civilization comes down and finds a perfectly fossilized human with an iPhone in their hands. How does this alien know what that iPhone is? Great question. Yep. Does it care? Does it care? Because it would just be a piece of glass, essentially. A piece of metal, plastic, and glass. Uh, The alien would be like, sorry, I'm an Android person. Android alien. (laughs) These obviously were not advanced people. Yeah. They, they still had Apple products. They had a, yeah, <laughs> proprietary charging cords. No, thank you. <laughs> nice. Sorry, Apple. We love you. If you want to sponsor it, I guess. <laughs> Anywho. All right. Well, that was a very interesting thought experiment. So uh, I really appreciate this. This was a very interesting topic. Thank you for our Patreons who are listening out there joining us today thank you very much um oh thank you to our friends in Suriname. right we are uh the, we were the number two podcast the other day natural science Suriname, yeah. uh, don't give it a caveat just say we're the number two podcast we're not the either way in a certain category called natural science <laughs> <laughs> anyway thank you for listening out there if you are uh you know, any, anybody who's listening. Thank you. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, hey, do you guys want to get a hold of us and answer some questions? Talk to us, chat with us. Uh, you can hit us up. Uh, go to geologyflannelcast.com and uh, shoot us an email. Go to contact us under the website there. Hit us up. Let us know you're out there. We don't bite. Steve bites if he gets grumpy, but uh, don't worry. Not hard. <laughs> so, uh, or send in your geology questions. We haven't done a listener questions episode in a little bit. And uh, every once in a while we do a listener questions episode. So send in your geology questions there at geologyfinalcast.com. We did a listener uh, questioner episode in April. April. Oh, yeah. So we're due. Two months. We're, yeah. Let's, let's see if we can get another listener question episode. Send your questions. Um, and if you have sent your questions, thanks a lot. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, and we'll, we'll we will try to get to it. Yeah. Shortly. Um, all right. Uh, check us out on our, check our Instagram account out. Check out, uh, oh, the other thing on geologyfinalcast.com. We've got some merch there. You can, uh, helps out, helps out the podcast. Any little bit helps. You get some stickers, some t-shirts, uh, yes. coffee mugs. Stock up on your holiday gifts now. Exactly. I, excellent point, Steve. Listen, um, it's only like seven months until uh, Christmas. So, Sure. You don't even have to wait until Christmas to give your friend a gift either. That's true. True. That's a good point. 
Yeah. Nothing and says summer solstice like a flannel cast t-shirt. Exactly. So, uh, <laughs> or you can go to patreon.com slash geology flannel cast. Uh, you can check out the different tiers of uh, membership or uh, sponsorship there. We got a awesome group of uh, Patreon friends that, that join us for every episode. We got a really, really cool group. Um, thank you. If you have helped out uh, uh, on Patreon and uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. We're out there. You can find us. Um, that being said, Jesse, the moment we've all been waiting for. Yeah. The moment we've all been waiting for. I've I've had one all day. Sorry. <clears throat> I was listening to uh I don't know why. I was on a little Cindy Lopper kick today. Oh, nice. Time after time. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. So um there you go. You can listen, play that song in your heads, uh, because we don't have the money for the uh to get the rights for that song. So there you have it. Cindy Lauper, time after time. <laughs> All right. Uh, happy summer solstice, everyone. We'll catch yeah. you guys next week. See you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for stopping. Bye.